0: When you were in Cincinnati, there were a couple of years where there was a lot of rumors about Marvin and, and, and his job status at the end of the year. What do you remember from those years in terms of how the locker room kind of handles it going on into what is just kind of naturally happening right now with you guys?
1: Yeah, I think there's rumors all over the place and about a lot of different things at, at different times. And as a locker room, you don't worry about that. You, uh, there's so many other things that you have to worry about. You have to worry about you know what, what you getting ready for that next game and, and the things that are really important going into it. So I think that's the biggest thing is just guys staying focused on the things that are really important. That is Bears starting quarterback Andy Dalton. By the way, Andy Dalton is starting for the Bears on Thursday in uh, Detroit, which normally would have been the headline out of Hallis Hall today, but it is not. I'm Mark Grody here with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score 312-644-6767. 67, 67. I see you guys trying to jump in here. I will get to you, especially you, Randy. You'll be first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to you here in a little bit. Um, but there are a couple of things. First of all, First of all, it, it um, as Andy Dalton was talking about rumors, I guess now they have been reduced to rumors because it was the report this morning from Patch.com that Matt Nagy will will coach his last game for the Bears on Thanksgiving in Detroit. and um, Matt Nagy said today that that is inaccurate and then there was nothing else really succinct beyond that today. So we just have to to roll with that and wonder what is really going on. Nobody else tried to, to stomp it out and we carried on with football activities out at House Hall. Although we, we asked, and you will hear from the players and coaches throughout the night here until 9 o'clock on the score, that they're, each and every one at some point in time was asked about it, some form of it, including Bill Lazor and Sean Desai. So we'll, we will get to that and your calls, 312 644 However, first, the second part of today's festivities out at Hallis Hall, was the Allen Robinson part. And the fact that his podcast partner, Jordan Schultz, had a report out yesterday. As a matter of fact, he came on the score on the afternoon show with Danny and Matt and reported that an overwhelming number of Chicago Bears players want Matt Nagy gone. That was his report through his source. Again, Jordan Schultz, podcast partner of Allen Robinson. And when he was on the score yesterday, he obviously wasn't going to give away any of his sources. I think at one point in time, Danny had asked the question or the or asked him, you know, you, you realize how it looks that you're the podcast partner of Alan Robinson, so some might jump to the conclusion that Alan Robinson is possibly the source. I mean that that did kind of leave Robinson exposed. Well, Alan Robinson was at the podium today. And he was definitely asked about it.
2: There's a report yesterday from Jordan Schultz, who you do a podcast with, that said a majority of the players want Coach Nagy fired. Did you have any input in before he put that report out, and have you talked to him since?
3: No, I haven't. Had, I haven't had any input with that. You know, again, I mean? me and him did a basketball podcast. You know, um, everything that we have from a podcast standpoint and a relationship standpoint had been, you know, based on covering basketball and based on talking about basketball. You know, again, I mean, you guys know I mean, anything that's ever i want wanted to get across or has come from me, you know, and it'll always be that way. It'll never change. Anything I want to, you know, get accomplished, want to say, you know, I'm a grown-ass man, you know. I mean, I can I can get stuff done myself.
2: Are you okay with, obviously, the optics, even though you do do a basketball podcast with him, are you okay with him putting that out on Twitter?
3: You know, again, yeah, I mean, stuff like that is very tough, you know. Definitely is, you know. Um, it's tough because, I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, me and him having a podcast, you know, putting me in a very vulnerable situation, you know, stuff like that, you know. So, I mean, that conversation, you know, um, I was definitely had, you know. And again, moving forward, like I said before, I mean, everything that you guys, anything that I need to get across, I get across. You know, what I mean, I have a voice. You know, I have, I have my social platforms. I have my own voice. I sit in front of you guys every week and talk. So, I mean, it's nothing that I ever need to hide behind somebody else to, to you know, get out there.
1: That's an energized uh, Alan Robinson. I don't think I've ever actually heard him in that urgent of a tone. And it's only urgent for Alan Robinson, maybe not for the rest of the world. But that was a a different sounding. Allen Robinson, right there, and Jordan Schultz put him in a horrible position. That was awful. The the spot that he put him in. His podcast partner coming out with sources that three fourths of the locker room is lost. Why wouldn't somebody assume or think that Allen Robinson was one of the voices in his ear? And even when he was, Jordan Schultz was asked about that. He said, Well, you know, I can't you know I can't tell you who my sources are. So that didn't do Alan Robinson any favors either. That made you further think it had something to do with with Allen Robinson. Because he could have just come out and said, Okay, I'm not gonna tell you my source, but I will tell you who it's not. It's not Alan Robinson. And Jordan Schultz, his basketball partner, podcast partner, didn't do him that solid. So I don't know. I hope I hope Allen Robinson lays into him a little bit in in regards to that. I am prone to believe Alan Robinson just because of what he said there that he has, you know, spoken to us just about once a week since twenty eighteen when he got here, the same year that I came here and I've talked to him on and off of Mike, and he tells he tells you like it is, he has no secrets. He's never told me any secrets. So I I don't think that he was one of the supposed sources of Jordan Schultz. that That's where that's where this becomes particularly frustrating, and I'll get to your calls here in a sec, is that w- we're in a spot now where we have all followed up on these reports from Patch.com and from Jordan Schultz, and we're getting very little satisfaction from it um, in terms of what is the truth and, and what is not, and that is not good um, for anybody at this point. 312-644-6767. Randy On the north side. Hi, Randy. Thanks for waiting, man. You're on the score.
2: Hey, Mark. Thank you. Sure, buddy. Okay, let's say that the uh, story is true and it just simply leaked. There is no way the Bears can fire him after the Detroit game without getting considerable egg on their face. Do you think it's possible they just sort of hedge this? Because they haven't confirmed, or they haven't denied, rather that it's true. Do you right. think they just wait a couple games and say, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you didn't prove us wrong, but... Uh, yeah, Randy. Is possible, or, or is this tinfoil uh, hat? To, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't
1: think what you're saying is crazy. I don't know that it's necessarily likely, but because, and, and here's why, man, because when Alan Robinson was asked if... Alan Robinson. When Matt Nagy was asked if he had assurance that he would be the head coach of the Bears for the rest of the year, he... He took a hard left on that question and got back to, look, we, we just got to worry about the Detroit Lions and the games in front of us. So something is going down and it it needs to be cleared up or else it's just going to be annoying speculation from all of us, including me. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's – and maybe that's it. Maybe it's as simple as that, that they are planning to do this, but it wasn't the Detroit game that it's – down the line, or maybe not everybody agreed to do it. You see, we're we're in a horrible spot here right now. But I, and I said this earlier in, in transition. Everything is still
2: possible. <laughs> everything is still yeah, possible, yeah, yeah. Is right? It possible that 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 uh, maybe this uh, person with a Pulitzer Prize just maybe got one fact wrong, which was the actual date of his firing and that Matt Nagy knew.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, maybe or Matt Nagy's playing lawyer.
2: That, hey, you're gone, and yeah. now they have egg on their face, so right. they have to uh, yeah. kind of step back a couple games. I, I got
1: you, Randy. Thanks for the call. It's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that too, that Matt Nagy, said the report is inaccurate, and maybe there is something in it, like one little thing, something innocuous within the whole story, so he's able to play lawyer and say, eh, that is not accurate. And he can say, oh, here's the part that wasn't. I mean, that'd be pretty uh pretty swift if if that's what was going on but i can't rule it out you yeah. look like you look like you're not ruling it out either there brian i mean he, he said hey monday was supposed to be the day after the the thanksgiving game maybe maybe the detail was he's getting fired after the yeah. game directly. Uh, i don't know yeah maybe it's gonna happen tuesday mm-hmm. yeah so so i mean yeah i mean the part that they that matt Nagy said in the first question it's not accurate and then didn't want to talk about it any further didn't want to talk about any sort of um assurance from anybody is interesting and it is also interesting that nobody none of his bosses have said anything so yeah that that means that there something's going on uh let's go to (laughs) let me go to louis in mokina hi louis you are on Mm -hmm. the score something happened
4: Yeah, that was that was going to be my question. I, I'm sure you guys. I know you guys have been reaching out to your sources and stuff. Has anybody asked the GM, the general manager? He hasn't uttered one word about this. It's, it's, isn't that peculiar?
1: Yeah, I, I I do think it is peculiar that nobody has has come out, Louie, and said anything about it. If especially if it's complete BS.
4: Yeah, I mean are they are they that dysfunctional They're just they're just letting us all hang out here in the wind and we're speculating and millions of things are going through our heads. It it's just very strange. Very strange.
1: It is strange. It is strange. And I agree with Hogue, too. This is until we learn more, this is not a a bears botched project. This is potentially a report that has been botched. Or the bears being so pissed that it got out that they're like, you know, we're not going to deal with this was not the way we were going to go about this. We are going about our everyday activities until, and, and we're going to follow through with our plan for better or for worse. Um, but yeah, I mean the door is open for anything to still be true. It became a little bit less possible that it's going to be a Thanksgiving Day firing just because of the inaccurate report. But I I still, uh, since I, and you can hear it in my voice, I am frustrated because I haven't been able to confirm anything. I mean, like, and, and all of this, like with all of my colleagues, you know, it's like we're all making calls. We're all going to our sources. We're all going to our text messages and either not hearing back or not getting anything of of substance. So we are at, at the mercy in this, and and it is true like a lot of times like if if this what like the part that it's mark Conkle is an important part to this because just about everybody in that room at hallis hall respects this guy like i don't know how many people actually know him but respect him it's not just some some name that you could just blow off because sometimes that does happen you will get just a ridiculous report from from somebody who is attempting to stir it up who has you know over a thousand followers um, but in this case it's it's somebody real working for a real outlet not a big outlet not even a city outlet I don't think patch.com but that that's why it had to be followed up on if it was not somebody that everybody respected. I don't know if I'd be talking about it right I might be talking about Andy Dalton quarterbacking the, the Detroit Lions. I was almost <laughs> certain that that would probably be the lead story of the day. Yeah. And it's like the fourth or fifth item on the list. Oh, yeah. No, it was funny today because it was like three-quarters of the way through the press conference when somebody finally asked who was quarterbacking. And normally we'd be breathless over that and tweeting it and racing to our computers. But in in this case... Um, it just, it didn't, it, none of it felt like it mattered. Let's go to Nigel in Aurora. Hi, Nigel, you're on the score.
4: Hey, I got a quick question. This might sound kind of goofy, but why would anyone want to come in here and enter into this arena? I mean, on one hand, you're telling me that basically the Bears are the guy from Office Base saying, hey, uh, yeah, you're fired, but uh, hey, I'm going to need you to come in and work Thanksgiving. But on the other (laughs) hand, you're telling me, no, maybe that's not what's going on. We just got, uh, you know, uh, terrible reporters dropping bombs instead. Either one is not an arena I'm going to want to enter into. Like, the whole thing is embarrassing on a collective level. I mean, I'm just saying uh-huh. that looks bad. I'm just saying.
2: All right, Can Nigel. Have my stapler? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do understand what you're saying, but oh, I, I promise you if, if this job does open – uh, it'll be a very sought after gig. It's it still will be. It just will be because you know what? The, any of the anybody succeeding Lovey Smith could have said the same thing. Wait a minute, why did they fire a coach that was ten and six? I know a lot of people were were pissed or incensed or curious. Like, why did you get rid of Lovey Smith, the guy that was ten and six? They didn't make the playoffs. I mean, if you if you watch the the final Lovey Smith season, you know why they fired Lovey Smith. I mean, there was Lovey Smith fatigue. They got to ten and six late. Um and they they had set for you know they had set an edict I think that if you don't make the playoffs the then you're out and everybody was just kind of done with Lovey Smith to to use put it in simple terms it it is true like Lovey Smith had some success a decent amount of success got the Bears to the to the Super Bowl as we all know there was an identity when Lovey Smith was here uh, but but he was out and. In came Mark Tressman, and then there was that whole mess. And that was a disaster. That was a disaster. But after, let's just use Mark Tressman as, as the better example. After Tressman was fired, the Bears were able to very easily go out and get another head coach, and it was John Fox. And then that turned out to, to be debacle as well. And there were still after John Fox left, there people raising their hands for the job to be head coach of the bears and the bears went and got Matt Nagy and now here we are with this and believe it or not they the bears still will probably be able to have the pick of the litter in terms of a of a new head coach and some of it has I mean there's a couple of reasons look it it it's a big market team it it is chicago and you do have i think a a quarterback in Justin Fields who will be around a long time and who could end up being really really good so that that definitely helps helps the cause. Uh 312 644 67 is the number. We'll talk to Kevin Fishbane in in just a little bit. He of the Athletic. He was at Hallis Hall today as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing what he thought of the whole day and all of the big topics that we have been discussing. Herb Howard also on the Bears beat from the Bigs. He will be on at uh, 820 tonight to give his thoughts and you as well at 312-644-6767. And other than your phone calls, we're also going to hear more from the players and from the coaches about their reaction to it and how they compartmentalize it. We'll hear from Bill Laser in a second as well. Um, and uh, I'm on Twitter as well, at Mark uh on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station.
0: Did you already address the team about the report? No, I mean, this is this we're out there, just got done with the walkthrough. We had installs this morning, we were getting after it. I thought the guys were great, and we had the through, and now we got another one this afternoon. So it's, uh, you know, again, it, we, are, we are locked in on Detroit. And making sure we can do everything we can to win it. They're going to see the report out there. I mean, do you need do you need to say to them that it's not accurate? That, that is that's that is up to, to them as to how they want to view that or what they think. I mean, my the players have been awesome. They've been great, honestly. So, you know, it, it's uh, we're in there going over the the game plan and and there there's stuff that we. I mean, we we're on a short week. You know, that's what the focus is all all morning long, and now at the walkthrough, and now here we get ready to go out and do it on the field.
1: Uh, if I was the Bears head coach, Matt Nagy. I, I would definitely want to say something to my... If the story is inaccurate, I would definitely want to... I'd be embarrassed. Be like, yo, this is not true. I am here. I'm your head coach. Just so you know, I'm the guy. I'm I'm your leader. I'm your head coach. So, and Matt Nagy did say that the report from Patch.com was was inaccurate, that Matt Nagy was going to be out after the Detroit game. So we welcome you back in on the score. I'm Mark Grody with you here until nine o'clock tonight. 312-644-67.67. The guy whose voice you just heard asking those questions, Kevin Fishbane, he will join me at 740. He's the Bears beat writer for the Athletic. And uh, I'm going to go to your calls now. 312 644 67.67. There are lines open. So if you have a question or a comment about the Bears or what's going down, 312 644 67.67. Let's go to James in uh Rensselaer Indiana hi James you're on the score yeah Rensselaer yes sir did didn't I say that or did I say wrong I don't know you got it right you got it right I just
4: got I just got a couple concerns and I don't want to I listen to you guys all the time on the road back and forth that last guy I don't know these these guys come out of the woodworks when they don't have a clue talking about who would want to be an NFL head coach hey man take a line take a ticket Thousands of people want to be an NFL head coach. You lost your mind, but that just let me know when you guys get the goofy callers that come out of the blue when things are going crazy like it is. But I want to say this, though. I was in uh, Motor City. That's the venue up in uh, Detroit. Uh Got family there. I was there Sunday, and uh, they took me over to the FanDuel. I mean it's nothing like Chicago. It was a little spot, but it was cool. I enjoyed it. And they had the big screens, they had the TVs and everything, and I'm watching the Bears. And one particular time frame, when Goodwin caught the touchdown pass, mm-hmm. they went to they went up to the owner's box and they showed Miss McCaskey. They showed her and yeah. they showed how she was into the game. Sure. I'm telling you right now, I said to somebody, I said this. That old lady got some fire in her belly. I bet you she left pissed like a mug. I bet you she was pissed totally off. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because when they scored the touchdown, she was her hands went over her face. She was all me doing. Man, please, I'm telling you. And she, a football fan from Chicago, she was pissed. Because I know I was pissed. It ruined my whole weekend. And I was in Detroit. And now we got to go there Thursday and Lou, I told my family, I ain't coming back. I ain't coming. I ain't coming here Thursday. I don't want to hear y'all. So thanks, man. <laughs> but right. like I said, she could uh-huh. be behind all of this fire and people don't give her credit because, you know, they're real quiet. But she can be really pissed because I got a mama that's 80 years old and she run the show. Yeah, right. All of them hey. make female and crazy. Believe hey. that. <laughs> yeah, man. None of this. None of this
1: gentle, kindly old lady stuff. She's into yeah, right. it, right? Right. <laughs> exactly.
4: James. And, and for Papa Bear to be her dad, she probably got some fire in her, because it looked like she was kind of upset with them, how that ended up. So she could be behind it all and say, "I don't care what nobody say." He got the goat. James, you will know, you James, it.
1: will you do me? A, will you <laughs> yeah. do me a favor, seriously? Before I let you go, will you call? Will you call me again sometime? <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, man. I will. I just listen. I listen to everybody all day. I'm a truck driver. Uh-huh. I listen to you guys all the time. I love the show. But that other guy kind of pissed me oh, off. But I... He don't know what the hell he's talking about. But other than that, y'all cool with me. All right, y'all man. Cool.
1: Thank I want, you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I want to know what makes him angry because I want that. That crescendo was just great because it was it was very energized and spirited. But it went from kind of like. Down here to to go get that you know it just like you get a little growl in the voice so James please please call me or else I'm gonna call I'm gonna find you and call you that was that was that was great I'll record his number yeah thank you thank you Brian <laughs> Callahan good job uh let me go to I don't know Jimmy Jimmy in Madison Wisconsin I don't know if you can follow that up but I'm gonna give you a shot
2: yeah you there
1: yeah I'm here Jimmy what's going on man what's on your All mind. Right.
2: Yeah, no that that guy was funny. Yeah, he uh, was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, I've tried a couple times to call in, and I finally got through. So I'm glad that I did. Thank you. Yes, um, happy to have you, man. So I was I was just listening about the coaches and uh, the ones that we've all been through, and you know, I do miss when Lovey was there. Uh, I know it's been kind of crazy with all the coaches we have, we've had since him and the quarterback situation as well. Um, so that's actually why I wanted to call in because. The one thing that I don't understand that isn't talked about more is the offensive line because our quarterbacks, um, since Cutler, and I know a lot of people didn't like Cutler, not a great leader, um, but the guy was a good quarterback. He had the arm. And then you get Mitch Trubisky, and we feel like we got something big there. And athletically, you know, and the quarterback situation looked good. But these guys are just getting killed and you compare him to Aaron Rodgers. So as you know, I'm from Madison I'm in Madison. I'm from Chicago, but gotcha. I've been here a long time and mm-hmm. it's hard to be a Bears fan up here because the Packers, you know, clearly uh take the division pretty much all the time. Yeah. And you got Aaron Rodgers who has like eight seconds back there to do whatever he wants with and with that much time somebody's bound to get open. Guy ends up looking like a great quarterback. Well, our guys are getting killed over and over and over again. I don't want to see that happen to our new guy because, you know, he could be the future for us for a while if we can keep him safe.
3: Yeah, yeah. So my no, question is, yeah, go ahead, why, Jimmy.
2: Why, I've heard it a couple times, but why don't we talk about the offensive line more and the lack of protection?
1: Okay, Jimmy. And you know what? We we have. It's not like we haven't talked about it. I think that that was definitely all the rage after – after Justin Fields' first start, the game against Cleveland, where the guy just almost got killed. Um, and it, it part of the reason maybe it's not as huge this year is because, well, for one thing, the interior of the offensive line is fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's great, but it's fine um, with Sam Mustafer and Cody Whitehair and James Daniels and you've had this injury so it the story has been more like what happened to Tevin Jenkins was was he injured here was he injured in college was it the same injury and so a guy that you drafted and expected to be a plug and play player i think they expected him to be a plug and play player has been injured larry Borum had been injured now he is starting at one of the tackle positions so it and and also relative to the beginning of last year the first 6 7 games last year when it was just a horrific Offensive line, it is much better than that. I mean, that that offensive line ruined Nick Foles basically. Um, you know, like Foles came in and looked like a rookie. Nobody was able to operate behind that. So, it, while it is a concern, I don't know if it's at quite the the level of of urgency as as you mentioned, Jimmy. But I appreciate the call three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We shall take a break, and when we return. We will talk to Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic about the ongoings at Hallis Hall today. I'm Mark Grody here with you until nine, three one two-six forty-four-sixty-seven sixty-seven. It is Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy the score. This
3: is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago sports station.
2: I was told to expect a question about that. If, if you, The thing that you, you all probably understand is that when you're a coach, the offensive coordinator on a Thursday uh, game week, you haven't answered emails, checked your messages, and certainly checked the news. So I, I can't really, you know, I, I don't know much about it other than I was told to be prepared coming in, which I'm not prepared. So.
1: Nice job, Bill. Bears offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor. I'm Mark Grody on the score. The good thing about being an an assistant now is that they don't really have to answer for it. It's like, hey, not me, man. Of course, though, and they know, obviously, their jobs would be in jeopardy, too, if if Matt Nagy was to leave, unless the Bears had their sights set on somebody like Bill Lazor or John DeFilippo or Sean Desai as a potential Interim coach or future head coach, I don't know. But th- but the thing is, is we just we don't know are the three most important words right now. Let's talk more about this. And we are talking about Matt Nagy and the report from Patch.com this morning that Nagy would be coaching his last game for the Bears on Thanksgiving in Detroit. A top source, this is from Patch.com, a top source with knowledge of the decision told Patch that Nagy was informed of his pending post-Turkey Day termination on Monday, the source said. Again, that's Patch.com and a story written by Mark Honkle, a former Sun-Times writer and now working for Patch.com. Matt Nagy said that that report was inaccurate. Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic was at Hal's Hall today as well. He joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. What do you think of everything, Kevin?
0: (laughs) You know, Mark, it was a day. Yeah. It was a day. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I I, I left House Hall kind of feeling bad for Matt Nagy, to be honest. Mm. You know, I I just, like, you know, I I don't think, like, everyone knows what the record is. We know about the losing streaks. We know about the, the way the offense has played. Under Matt Nagy. like those, all those things speak for themselves and you can, you know, you can surmise what might happen as soon as Friday as, you know, in the next few weeks. But if it hasn't already happened, like that report indicated, uh, then, uh, you know, he shouldn't necessarily be the one to say it's inaccurate. One of his bosses should come out and tell us in a variety of ways um, that it is. And, And, you know. Uh, and and so he's kind of like, look, you know, Mark, you know, how these guys are wired. He really is focused on the lions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I believe it. Yeah. That's how bill Lazer, Sean Desai, Chris Tabor, all the players, like they are the, like these guys at this profession really do a good job of insulating themselves and just focusing on football. And I think, honestly, I think the best thing for the bears was that this is a short week and they just, you know, they've got to play a game on Thursday.
1: No doubt, and so let me ask you this. Then I agree with you that it if if it's true, why do you think that none of the bosses, his bosses, Matt Nagy's bosses, came out and tried to put this out or help him out?
0: Yeah, well, you know, Mark, I just my my column is just up on the athletic, and one of the things that I remembered was in 2016. Um, there was a report that Bill Polian was going to come in as a consultant and you know, nothing came of it obviously. And after the season ended, George McCaskey was asked about it and he, he said it was absolutely false. And they, he was asked, why didn't you address it? And he said, well, I, we can't sit here and address every rumor report. But mm. I, I told, I told Ryan it wasn't true. And Ryan told the reporter and then the reporter didn't believe Ryan. So I called the reporter, but they didn't tell us. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't tell any, you know, they, they didn't get it out there in the public, you know, airspace uh, to, to let them know. So so I, I tell that anecdote to, you know, to frame a little perspective of how these guys operate. They don't want to have to address every rumor. But to me, Mark, and I, and I want to be careful because obviously we're talking about a, rep- a, a reporter, a poll surprise-winning reporter. Mm-hmm. So I want to be careful not necessarily label it a rumor. But if that is what it, you know, if it is inaccurate, which is what Matt Nagy said, then it is what it, that's what it is. It's a rumor, and I have to imagine in George McCaskey's time with the Bears, in Ted Phillips's time with the Bears, there has never been a rumor that they have fired somebody three days before a game. <laughs> so that to me is a break glass in case of emergency. This is an unusual, rare situation. And we need to get out in front of it because this is, you know, we're t- like we were literally Mark sitting in that media room asking Matt Nagy, "Were you fired two days ago <laughs> <Yeah>. or yesterday?" <laughs> oh like it's incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable for everyone. Yes. And and so again, if the report is inaccurate, like I get that they don't want to sit here and address everything. This is not everything. This is something that, in my view, was was worth addressing. Uh, in a way to help everyone in this building, because Mark, what's the ultimate goal, right? Beating the Lions on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I think I saw Pat Manley just tweet something about, you know, the the organization didn't didn't help themselves when it comes to winning football games today. And and I agree with him.
1: Do you have a <laughs> do you have a guess at this point as to what is going to happen with Matt Matt Nagy? I mean, do you think he'll still do you think he will be fired during the season? I feel like he, he's out. But do you think it he will be fired during the season?
0: It's a good question because I mean we all know the history of this team, um, and like I, I I lean toward no. Hmm. I lean towards that that, that he they're going to let him you know play out the string. I mean I, I think we we all know that there is a lot of respect from Matt Nagy's bosses for him. Um, you know just as a person, I think they you know this is not a like, I, like 2014, like the, the, this isn't 2014. It's, it, it is, this isn't on that level. Right. They
1: knew, they knew like, yeah, in of
0: just complete dysfunction and, 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 and just meltdowns everywhere. Now, some of the reports that are coming out about, you know, what's going on in the locker room, maybe we're teetering on that, but I, but, and I know, I know you do this as well, Mark. I always love to say, never say never. Right. <laughs> because. If they lose to the Lions, right. if their sixth loss in a row is to the the winless Lions on Thanksgiving on national television, you know, and you have all the other data um, about what's gone on since 20—really since the start of the 2019 season, like, I would get it. You know, I think—I don't, I don't think anybody would be surprised— Um, but you know, I, I, I feel like this is a front office that wants to find a way to get to the end of the season without having to do
1: that. Oh yeah. I know. I know they would. And that's the voice of uh, Kevin Fishbane, Bears beat writer for the athletic. I'm Mark Grody on the score. What did you make of Jordan Schultz, the podcast partner of Alan Robinson Jordan Schultz had the report that, and, and he talked about it here on The Score, as a matter of fact, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, reported that an overwhelming number of Chicago Bears players want Matt Nagy gone. What what did you think of that? And then Alan Robinson's reaction to it as well.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's so hard to get a pulse on the locker room because we're not in there. Right. And. Uh, you know, you just can't really get a true sense of how guys feel. Um, and look, if, if there are players on a three and seven team that's lost five games in a row and is, and, and, and have an offense that ranks near the bottom of the league in every category are upset with the head coach. Would that be the most surprising thing in the world? No, you know, like it's like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if there, if there are, you know, people in that locker room that are upset. Um, you know, but I, I'll say this, Mark, and this kind of goes to my earlier point. The, you know, you, you mentioned Alan Robinson. He he co-hosts a podcast with Jordan Schultz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jordan talked about that. I and I heard him on the radio on your station yesterday, uh, right before you uh, were yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
1: Thanks for noticing. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I almost and got bumped. Yeah,
0: I, I I was waiting for you. Yeah. I, this was just, you know, he right. he was the. Um, you know, just the opening act.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad at the afternoon show. Yeah, that was that was uncalled for. It was embarrassing. <laughs> nobody, nobody, okay, nobody.
0: Uh, and so I listened to that, and, and, and you know, Danny and, and 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 Matt brought up the Alan Robinson connection. And I think you sit here and you see, okay, reporter reports something, and he hosts a podcast, Alan Robinson. Well, guess who also understands the way that social media works and dot connecting, Alan Robinson. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Mark, do you remember the last time a player who did not practice came and spoke to the media? Wow.
1: I didn't even think about that part of it. But that is no, it's, nobody it's, does. They don't
0: I have to talk. That are not. No, nope. I, I can't think of it. Maybe this opens the door, Mark, though, that we should be able to get anybody who doesn't
1: mm, talk. I like the way you talk, <laughs> Kevin Fish. But
0: here, here's Allen Robinson, who has a total out to not address the media because he's not practicing because of his hamstring injury. He does not have to come to the media room, right? Now, look, only, only two non-quarterbacks talk today, Allen Robinson to Sean Gibson. So he would have even more excuses to not talk because there's 53 players in the roster, yeah. right? You only, they only need to find one other guy. But here was Alan Robinson. He marched out of the media room, and he knew the question was going to come. It was from your colleague, Chris Emma, and he asked it. And, and, and I think the way Robinson responded was very telling. You know, he said he goes, "You know, you guys know me. When, when I have something I want to get off my chest, I find a way to get off my chest." So that, that you know, I, and I'm going to go ahead and believe him that he wasn't necessarily the source in this. But what I think is important of that is not so much the report, but just the fact that the the juxtaposition of Alan Robinson. Seeing that people might be connecting him to this, taking it upon himself to come make sure that that is cleared up. Yep. And then on the flip side, you have a report about the head coach having already been fired, and nobody above the head coach wants to clear that up.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. That's that's a that's a great point. And the the er, the the tone of Alan Robinson's voice was different than i had ever heard it i don't know if you've ever heard alan robinson like that have you
0: uh you know here and there but not yeah not like this i mean again you can kind of tell when a player coach is ready for a question and he's uh you know and 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 he's he he was ready for that
1: one yeah
0: and he he knew it was coming and he you wanted yeah i think like there are times uh when some of the more soft-spoken guys like roquan smith you remember after the the um the Steelers game, like, it's like yeah. he knew the Cassius Marsh question was coming. He wanted to <laughs> say his piece,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? Yeah. You know, so guys, guys understand that. And again, Alan Robinson's a very good understanding about how this stuff works. Um, and, and I, and I credit him um, in, in an opportunity when he did not have to come talk to us today. He, he made it a point too. And, and talk about Alan Robinson, who is having, you know, one of his, his least productive season in the NFL, he's battling an injury, they've lost five in a row. And and he volunteered to come talk to us and and clear the air. And and I I, I appreciate that. And I think think fans should appreciate that too because there's only so much we can bring to the fans from what we do in this era right now because, as I said earlier, we don't have open locker rooms. So it's it's refreshing that we were able to get that from him and obviously Tashawn Gibson talking to us as well.
1: Yeah, and I think that, like what Tashawn Gibson said and Andy Dalton said in, in relation to this, nothing really... Surprise me about anything that they said. Was there anything notable to you about the questions to about Matt Nagy to the players and or assistant coaches?
0: Well, you know, it's again. I go back to the short week part, right? Like they're just in such a weird spot. Like they have a game on Thursday, right? Like 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 Mark, all this stuff was happening. Less than forty-eight hours before kickoff, yeah. which is you know, it's just it's just so it's just so odd to have that as the backdrop of this. Like they're just, you know, these coaches, these players are just trying to figure out how to end this losing streak and get a win. <laughs> yeah, yes,
1: yes, and and guess what? The the six-game losing streak was probably uh, actually better than this five-game losing streak. because this this one has felt. Just arduous, and and last year's was too. But there is something about this one this year that they're not going to be able to overcome. Doesn't it feel like that?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I guess at this point, you know, for you know, Justin Fields is kind of the the wild card here, right? Because if Justin Fields comes back in the lineup, right, and they rattle off like they beat Arizona. You know, they go into Lambeau and beat Green Bay. Oh my Bay. God, wow. And they beat Minnesota on Monday Night Football. And all three of those wins are because Justin Fields ah! is just lining it up yeah. and treating those defenses like they're Clemson. Right? Like you can you know, it's but the problem with that scenario, Mark, is we just like, you know, we, we haven't seen anything to tell us that's gonna happen. There's nothing against Justin Fields. Right. It's not to say that he's not capable of doing that. It's just I just don't know if the team this team is capable of putting that together. But you know, it, it's different, I think, having Justin Fields that you can have conversations of, oh, well, you know, what if what if they figure something out with him and they're able to unlock it and they're able to show that you know, they can win a bunch of games with him. You know, it could be too little too late at this point. I don't know. But, like, he is kind of that ultimate, you know, it, it makes things at least interesting. He makes conversations interesting because he's the future and everything's about him. So what if he goes in there and, and, and you know, shocks the world a little bit? And, Mark, you, you know... How much this ownership group cares about those Packers games? Could yeah. you imagine, like now you could argue it wouldn't mean anything, but I think you you know all too well that if if Justin Fields is back for that Green Bay game in a couple of weeks on Sunday Night Football, and he has an incredible game beats Aaron Rodgers and and, and the Packers, I'm talking about again. This is a, I understand this is far fetched. <laughs> Can you imagine like what that like? It might mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like it might mean no changes to whatever decisions are coming, but you can't ignore what that would potentially, oh my would God. potentially mean.
1: Oh my God. I'm getting goosebumps right now hearing <laughs> 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 Oh yeah. There that's the beautiful part. Many games left this year and many things to come on and off the field. Kevin, thank you for taking the time to do this in in the PM hours. I really appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mark, and happy Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: happy Thanksgiving to you as well. That was Kevin Fishbane, Bears beat writer for The Athletic. He is also a regular here on The Score, a weekly contributor to the Bernstein and Rahimi show, and that's why I feel blessed that he would join me here in the dark, in in Score Dark here, because it's dark outside right now, and he came on the radio with me, and I appreciate that that 312-644-6767 is the number I got lines open for you and I don't have another guest until 820 that's going to be Herb Howard of another Bears beat reporter he is with the bigs he was there I I'm just I'm just like wanting to go through guys and get everybody's reactions to it everybody's got a little different take on it and I appreciate it we had Adam Hogan at 640 Kevin Fishbane just got done with him and Herb Howard coming up at 820 and your calls as well at three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Also, we, we are hopefully going to hear a little bit from – we had a, a texter um, ask if um, anybody had talked to Mark Conkle about this. And indeed – we have. We did hear it at the score. He was on with Dan Bernstein earlier today. And I'll bring you some of that just so you can hear it from from the guy who had the report out. Hear what his how what Dan's questions were and what the reactions were from Mark Conkle just to give you full a full feel for what what the report was in the pregame portion of the Matt Nagy press conference today. Uh, I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score.